Come, Holy Spirit, come by means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary and the well-beloved spouse. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You probably noticed the change in liturgical color, violet, and no glory today. That's because we are in the season of, well, the pre-Lenten period. This is Septuagesima Sunday, which means basically 70 days before Easter. And there's a change in emphasis from the joy of Easter to a more solemn approach to this season, which culminates in the passion, death, and resurrection of our Lord. Today's Gospel, we have what at first reading may be a perplexing parable that Jesus tells. It looks like a grave injustice. The workers didn't get equal pay for equal work. They received the same pay for unequal work. And this parable isn't supposed to be a lesson in social justice. Rather, it's to direct our minds and hearts to God, who is represented by the household or the employer. You know, the vineyard stands for or represents our vocation in life. And if we really contemplate the parable, we see that there is no injustice done to the workmen. Those hired at dawn were hired agreeing for what was then a day's wage for a worker, a denarius. And at the end of the day, each one received a day's pay, a denarius for the work they did. So why complain? Well, because the first hired complained that um, you know, he should get more. Why am I getting equal pay, or especially the one hired at the 11th hour, getting equal pay with me, who worked in the whole day, the whole day's heat? And the householder says, I agree to do with my money as I see fit. Are you envious because I'm generous with my money? The employer was both just and generous. And his action was really motivated by mercy and generosity for those hired late in the day. He shows compassion for them. Why aren't you working? Because no one's hired us, even at the 11th hour. And the reaction of that those first hired were, you could say, on a purely human, natural level. And we must be careful not to imitate them in complaining about how God deals with us. Avoid envy, generosity to others. Now, God is free to do what he wants with the graces he bestows upon us, whether it's natural gifts and talents, intelligence, athletic ability, whatever, or material benefits. Some people seem to fall into lucrative employment, others, they struggle. Well, we can't be angry at God because of our lot. No, the truth is that God has been generous to each one of us. Most generous, and he sent his son to redeem us from our sins, okay? That's the greatest gift the Father has given us. And he created us to share in that divine life of grace which Jesus merited back for us on the cross. He calls us to eternal happiness in heaven. And 
calls us to strive for holiness, for sanctity. Actually, he rewards us in direct proportion to the holiness that we've attained here on earth. That will be our happiness in heaven. That is why we merit by our good lives on earth all the happiness that we will enjoy in heaven. More merit, more holiness, more eternal happiness forever in the kingdom. And if we consider Jesus, he was generosity incarnate, he would say. Um, you see this in his parables. He changes 600 quarts of water into the best wine at Cana. He causes a miraculous fish, catching fish, I should say, to take place on this lake of Galilee, the Sea of Galilee, with his disciples. He multiplies a few loaves to feed 5,000. Jesus, in his miracles like this, shows his superabundant generosity. And Jesus is the generous, to an infinite degree, God-man. And he's told us to be generous in return. For example, give and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, they shall pour into your lap. For with what measure you measure, it will be measured back to you. And if we look at ourselves objectively, which is all that easy to do all the time, okay, we'll see that everything we have, except for our sins, those are ours, but everything else we have is a free gift from God. And if others have received more than us, then we have no reason to complain or be envious. You know, some have more grace than others. The Blessed Virgin Mary, filled with grace from the moment of her conception, preserved from sin. St. Joseph, next to her, filled with the most grace. Think of the apostles, St. Paul, the martyrs, the saints. They were given special graces. But all of us, every person on earth, as a matter of fact, every person created, receives sufficient grace to be saved. And we want to be good stewards with that grace and the gifts and talents, whatever God gives us. Those who receive more actually have more responsibility toward God, and they will be judged more harshly on the last day. Well, we see some people apparently get into heaven at the last minute, think of the good thief, the last moment, again, the eleventh hour, he repents of his sins and earns heaven. Some people struggle all their lives to be good and virtuous, to save their souls. Others lead a life of self-indulgence, of sin, and at a deathbed, they have a conversion and are saved. You think of St. Paul, he was going around persecuting Christians. God knocked him down and made him the great apostle to the Gentiles, gave him a special grace. So we cannot be presumptuous and you know, think, who, who is God to be unfair? Well, God isn't unfair. God has been good to each one of us, and we can't complain. The ways of God aren't the ways of man. They're unfathomable. And God is a mystery, and we can never fully comprehend him or his thinking, 
or his governance. This is what we call God's providence. God works out everything for the good. We have to believe that in faith. And think of, here's what the prophet Isaiah says, speaking for God, my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so are my ways above your ways. We can't grasp or comprehend the goodness, the mercy, and the generosity of God. That's the bottom line, okay? And in this parable Jesus tells today, uh, we have the example of the employer, of the laborers in the vineyard, and God's generosity is mirrored in this. We are the workers in that vineyard. The vineyard is really the service of God. And the master, the householder, is God. The day is our life. And the steward that will judge us is Jesus Christ. The denarius coin is divine grace and the life of the soul. God calls out to each one of us, some receive more, some receive less. We must remember that God doesn't owe us anything. Everything is a gift. Any good we do is a result of God's grace, his gift to us. We must cooperate with that grace. And you could say in the parable, God says to us, speaking through this householder, am I not free to do as I please with my money? Or are you envious because I'm generous to some? We have to be careful not to envy the good fortune of others, not to be jealous, not to delve into self-pity, poor, poor, pitiful me, I don't have as much material goods or talents or abilities as someone else. Our response always must be thankfulness to God for all that we have received and rejoice in the good of others as well as what God gives to us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.